How's working from home been going for you? Well, Remarkably Remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. In just three minutes or less, we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track from managing your motivation, workload, and relationships to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips. your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Tony Jones. This hello, hello. week, Tony got a microphone finally. So we're using I got a microphone. microphone. I'm feeling really, really cute about myself right now. So like, there's none. You guys can't tell me anything right now. It's like my 837 mile that I ran the other day. 837 what? Eight minute 37 seconds. Okay, American. Yes. All right. Are you, are you, uh, you sound skeptical. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, trying to make sure we're on the same page here. I want to know that we're talking about the same thing. Eight minutes and 37 American seconds. Yes. One mile. One, one mile. American mile. Yes. How'd that feel? Um, I was really tired at the end and then like my pace dropped off for the, for, for the other four miles. So okay. I ended up Ooh, with a 10 minute pace. 10 minute pace okay yeah so you kind of burned yourself out early don't you think you should have you should have ramped it up around mile three right if i wait till mile three then my energy is gone and there will be no ramping it up okay all right that's fair enough that is 10, fair. 10 minutes still, still solid right 10 minutes for five for per mile for five miles yeah is that what it was it, yeah that's not it bad. Was solid especially yeah. especially with the hills around my house oh there we're doing hills, hills okay yeah yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I do got to tell you that there, there is. So in the LDS church that's around the corner from my crib, um, there is this big, big, big dog um, that I was taunting for a while. But the moment that I saw that he almost jumped the 14 foot fence that that stood between me and him, I stopped running that route. Because I believe him now. All right, Tony the Mailman Jones here on the podcast. Uh, we're going over some old bags, some old mail bags, Tony. You've done and a couple some new of mail one. Bags. And a new and, one. And a new, one. a new one. Yes. So I'm gonna ask you some of these questions. I'm gonna paint you into a corner and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the heat on you. You're getting interrogated today, my friend. This is what you do. It's what I do, you know? Uh all right. Question number one that I'm going to have you answer. Tony, I genuinely, this is from Jordan R. I genuinely think Donovan is a great person and great leader. I think of him as a Damian Lillard type guy who can create a very positive, winning, and stable culture with the franchise. Why is he so unwilling to make a public comment on what has unfolded? Well, I think you have to ask Donovan that, or we have to ask Donovan that when, um, whenever things get back to normal and we're, we're face to face with him. Um, but from what I have been told in this camp, um, they just don't, that side just doesn't want to acknowledge, um, anything publicly in terms of 
whatever happened between uh, Donovan and, and, and Rudy Gobert. And, you know, that's, that's basically pretty much the, the, the long and short answer of it. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I know that the two have been in, in communication. I know that they've, um, um, they've talked through, uh, some of their differences. Um, but Donovan, um, was at the point where he was just not going to talk about it publicly, especially after, um, especially after, uh, the interview that he gave on good morning America. Well, all right. So here's my problem with that. Tony is if you're going to be a leader of this organization, right. And he's a leader of this organization, Look, I'm not saying there's an obligation, but there is an incentive to finally speak publicly on this. And because when you get back to it, right, whenever that's allowed, whenever players are back in into like practices and games and media is covering practices and games and whatever that is, he's going to get asked about it. Like that's not going away. You can't just like ignore this till it goes away. I know the Jazz are very keep everything in house type of organization, but this isn't going away. And so if that's the case, Tony, um, wouldn't it kind of behoove him to come out, make a statement, whether it's true or not, just to kind of make it the tension around the organization, and especially within the fan base, be put at ease? Yeah, I would say I, I would I would lean, lean towards the saying yes to that question. Um, at the same time, you know, I'm not Donovan Mitchell, so I can't I can't really tell him. You know, I can't really tell him how to uh, go about this. Um, I'll tell him, Donovan, you're messing up. <laughs> go say something to the public. I can't really tell him how to go. I can't really tell him how to go about this. Um, you know, whether I agree or whether I don't agree, and it's not my place to say um, whatever. I think, I think with Donovan, I think the biggest thing is um, if if he and Rudy have gotten to a place where they are cool with each other then it kind of doesn't matter what the public thinks. And I also think that this all goes away once they play basketball and once they figure out how to play, you know, good basketball together. The first time they go out and, you know, Donovan's got 30 and five assists and five rebounds and Rudy's got 16 and 14 and four block shots, you know, a lot of this goes away and, and nobody, th- nobody thinks about this. Um, I think in, in big part, and obviously, you know, there was a lot there, um, and a lot that's been reported, but I mean, obviously in big part, I think a, a lot of this, uh, has been allowed to fester because, you know, there was no basketball. So, you know, once there's some basketball to talk about, I think a lot of this goes away. Um, but, here, but I- here's the thing, Tony. Yeah. Like, They'll connect on a lob. They'll high-five each other. People are like, oh, they're good. They're good, right? Donovan will go for 30. Rudy will grab 20 rebounds, block a bunch of shots, and it'll be everything will be good until there's a moment where they don't connect, right? Or, they, or they're in a three-game, four-game losing streak, and, and tempers are, are flaring a little bit, as they normally would, but then that stuff gets blown out of proportion. So that's where I – and maybe that would happen even if he makes a statement, right? Because we're still going to always be sleuthing as a basketball culture. Uh, Cause that's just what we do now. But I still think like that moment happens, then it's going to be a, Oh, see, they still don't like each other. Yeah. And then, you know, winning change, winning, winning cures all, you know? So I think the onus is, you know, for, for that team to go out and, and win a lot of, and win a lot of basketball games. Um, but that's been the onus on the jazz 
pretty much all, all season, uh, which is why, you know, they're 41 and 23 and in, in the fourth spot uh, in the Western Conference. And, you know, most people seem think they've most people associated with the Jazz fan base think that they've, you know, kind of underachieved this year. So, you know, I think if anything, you know, the pressure just ramps up to win, um, to win at the same pace or win or a lot more. Um, you know, do I think that Donovan probably could have put this to bed um, a lot earlier by just coming out and saying something? Yeah, I do. Um, but at the same time, I also think that there were not in, in his shoes. And I think that this is this situation for him personally um, w- was uncharted waters to anything that he's he's ever dealt with in his life. Okay, so we had a question back on April 20th that now we can update because I believe we have some new information. This question was from Christopher T. What is the Jazz organization doing to keep their players competitive during the break? What can the organization do? I imagine keeping the team in shape and connected would be a competitive advantage whenever the league restarts, right? And so since this uh, question was asked, we've had some uh, practice facilities reopened. I believe the Jazz reopened. So what's the update on that? Well, the Jazz practice facility reopened uh, on Monday. Well, this week they've had players in. Um, um, you know, they've been doing, uh, a lot of, they've been doing daily workouts via zoom call, um, as a team. Um, you know, some people, you know, Mike Conley has a gym, um, Joe Ingles kind of imported a hoop in his house. So, you know, guys are staying in shape. Um, but the, the, the opening of, um, the opening of the practice facility in, in a lot of ways, that's a game changer because guys can get in. Um, they're able to, to, to get some shots up. They're able to get lifts in, um, you know, social distancing is a priority. So only four guys in the gym, uh, at, at, at once. Um, but you know, just, you know, I talk, you know, for instance, I talked to, Royce O'Neal, uh, I just filed a story on Royce O'Neal that ran on Monday um, in the athletic. And, and, you know, we talked about um, practice facility opening and, and he's, you know, he said that that's huge for him, you know, just not only for, you know, the physical, um, not only for the physical benefits, but for the mental benefits as well. You know, Royce had go, gone so far as to running through his neighborhood uh, just to kind of get some, 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 some cardio work in and, you know, for the guys, you know, for guys like Royce O'Neal, guys like George Niang, you know, guys that don't have houses, guys that, you know, uh, stay in, stay in the city, stay in apartments, you know, that's, that's big. Um, it, it's big for them to get in, uh, and, and to get some type of normalcy, um, back into to, to their daily uh, lives in terms of basketball. Yeah, Tony, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, they just assume NBA player, oh, these guys have big houses with, uh, you know, full gyms and full basketball courts and everything. And that's just not how it is, right? Like, some guys do. But yeah. for the most part... Especially the, young, especially the young guys. Yeah, especially the young guys. And yes, like, young guys are still making four hundred, five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000, right? So that's a lot of money, but... Um, but they're staying in like apartments, nice apartments, but apartments like near the practice facility in most cities. Like that's how a lot of this goes. And so they don't have access to this, um, even basic gym equipment in some cases. And so, 
uh, it is good. I think the mental aspect of it, as you mentioned with Royce O'Neal, like guys that can start to get maybe into more of a routine and more, you know, more solid workouts and actually doing stuff rather than just like push-ups and sit-ups. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, it was funny because, you know, I told Royce, I said, God, like that's, that's my routine. Like I can't go play pickup basketball. I can't go to lifetime and, and, and go and do, you know, my, my 12 PM, um, pickup run every day. So what have I been doing? I've been getting out and going to the park and running around the park and I've been running around my neighborhood. Well, you know, Royce has been doing the same kind of doing the same things and he's an NBA player. So you kind of real, you, you kind of realize exactly, you know, how much this thing is kind of hit home, uh, for the guys who play at the highest level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I enjoy like kind of cleaning out these mailbags, Tony, you know, I enjoy it too, Zach. It's important. I I just enjoy you. You putting me under, under pressure. Well, it's a, it's important to keep to keep the mailbag cleaned up, you know? Other bags you want to keep clean, you can do it with Manscaped. How about that, Tony? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0. Oh, Tony, this Lawnmower 3.0, let me tell you about this thing. It is the perfect grooming kit for you above or below the belt the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 it's waterproof it's a cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine this is a third generation trimmer that features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents oh man tony i know you i know you're a knicks fan right you're a knicks fan the knicks are painful you know what's more painful the nicks below the belt if you mess up grooming yourself. That's when it gets real painful, but shaving is about to be nick-free thanks, thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you also get that crop preserver from Manscaped, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. Tony, you really have to treat yourself with this Manscaped. I'm telling you, you Subscribe to the perfect package, get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean and you stay fresh and clean. And our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, But that's right, Tony. Two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So you get to groom yourself and then keep yourself well-covered until it's time to unveil. So go to Manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. Manscaped, keep yourself clean above and below the belt. Tony, you got to take care of those bags. We're talking about mailbags, of course. Um, yes, we have to take care of the mailbags and, 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 and any bag, every other bag. There you go. All right. Speaking <laughs> of taking care of something and securing the bag, cable S wanted to know what are the chances the jazz keep Jordan Clarkson? Um, I think they're good. Um, I don't quite know how to follow up that read. Um, but <laughs> I, 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 think, <laughs> I think the chances uh, that they keep Jordan Clarkson are good. Um, and, and, and I, I believe that for several reasons. Uh, number one, 
let, let's look at the the financial landscape of the NBA before the coronavirus hit. Um, so noting noting that the Jazz have bird rights uh, on on Clarkson, which means that they can offer him um, an extra year, um, and and they can offer and they don't have to they can exceed the salary cap um, in t- in terms of 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 making him a competitive offer. Um, there were how many, there weren't many teams this uh, around the league that had, that had uh cap space. I want to say like maybe six. And I don't think any of them were playoff teams. Right. So, you know, six teams, I thought it was like five, but five or six teams with ca- with, with cap space this summer. None of them were winning. Were winning situations. Uh, Jordan Clarkson not only found a winning situation with the Jazz, he found um, his perfect, um, a, a, a really, per, a really, really good situation. Someone uh, called him the greatest court. six man in Jazz history, based off just his time with the Jazz this season. Right? I mean, this, some would take this, him as their number one six man of all time. Is this what we're doing? I don't know. You're the one that made the pick, Tony. Oh, so now you're just gonna just flat out sell me out. So I mean, you you hinted at it, and then you just dove all in. Is that it's not just, was that was that not okay? That's that not was, the, that that's was not what we subtle. do. That wasn't was subtle. Not, what? It was not subtle at all. I thought I, I thought I really oh, okay. whipped that one in there. Nice little pocket pass of blame. <laughs> so. You know he he's um, he's really found a a, a a really good situation. Um, you know he's um, he's entering his prime. Um, I think the Jazz really uh, like him. They love the way that he's he's fit into the locker room. Um, you know, and I think that the Jazz realize um, that going forward that he's he's pretty important. Uh, to, to what they want to do. So, um, you know, that combined with the fact that there's no money on the market, uh, at least not from a winning situation. And that was before the coronavirus. Now, after the coronavirus, what we are looking at, um, we're looking at, uh, the, 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 the cap, uh, the salary cap potentially, uh, not coming in as high, uh, as, as anticipated. Uh, so there's going to be even less money on the market, uh, potentially. So, um, I think all of that, uh, all of those factors, uh, I would say, uh, leads to, to, uh, it being a good chance to Jordan Clarkson as Utah comes back to the Utah jazz. Yeah. I think a lot of free agent situations we'll see this summer. And I don't know how much movement we were going to see in the first place because a lot of teams were gearing up towards 2021 anyway. Right. right. So I don't know that they were going to see, but I think, because of what's happened, I think you're going to see a lot of one-year deals this summer because there's yes. going to be a, dr- right. a dramatic drop in the in the salary cap, right? And they're hoping it's going to rebound for the season after. But the deeper we get into this and the more we learn about the coronavirus and how long this could take without a vaccine, I don't know that it's going to rebound by 2021's offseason, right? Like well, this, this is see, this could be a it, real long-term issue. That's the, the this is this is the conundrum that's facing the NBA if they and. and and, you know, I think that, you know, obviously this isn't the, the what I'm going to point out isn't the end all be all. 
Um, but I do think that it's a factor. I mean, you're looking at 2021, which is probably one of the best free agent, which is shaping up to be one of the best free agent classes that we've ever seen. Um, and you look at that and if the, the league does not finish out the season, the revenue hit that the league will take, uh, will reverberate not only for 2020, but also for 2021. Yeah. Well, Tony, I look, if, if we're not getting fans back in the seats until there's a vaccine and we think maybe there'll be a vaccine next year, maybe, right? Like that, that's, I think Adam Silver said on that call on Friday, last Friday, that with the players that that's like, like fans showing up is like 40% of their income of their revenue, right? Right. Like 40% of the BRI, like that's a lot of money. That's $4 billion right there that is gone. Now, maybe they can find ways to, to make that up in, in certain, you know, media, media buys for ad sales and stuff like that. You know, maybe there's a way to make some of that up, but that's pretty much just gone money. Yeah. And you know, and it, it, it's, it's going to affect salary cap going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe you don't get it. Maybe it doesn't rebound until 2022, 2023. And if that's the case, um, it, it'll be interesting to see what the league does with the luxury tax, right? And, and if they're if they're more relaxed on the luxury tax, I think you see guys, a lot of guys, resign just because you can go over the cap and and keep guys around while still making sure they get their money. Right, right. No, I agree, and I, and I also think you know this has a, a chance to filter into the CBA uh, once that comes once that comes around as well. So yeah, you know I. I think there's just a heck of a lot of incentive. Um, I, I don't mean to, to get off get off subject a little bit, but I think there's a heck of a lot of incentive for the NBA to to try and pull out all the stops to finish the season this season this year. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just it's going to be. Um, it, it, look, I don't know if they if they're if they're going to lose, let's just say one point eight to two billion dollars, which I think is the projection. By, by canceling everything out maybe you save 400 million dollars of that right 600 million dollars of that i'm just mm-hmm. guessing here but maybe like maybe by being able to have the stuff with no fans but you're still able to broadcast these games and the playoffs and everything um let's say you save 400 million dollars you're still losing 1.4 to 1.6 billion but you're not losing all of it like it's it's something right like any any amount of money you can save in this and obviously and the idea that I have to throw this out there, but there's always going to be that one listener who's like, aren't lives more important? Of course, lives are more important. All right, you dummy. Of course, the health and safety of everyone is the most important, but we're talking about this in the sense of the business of basketball. So if they come back or if they can come back, that stuff matters. That stuff matters for this conversation about, you know, retaining players like the jazz trying to retain Jordan Clarkson. Right, right. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think, you know, because of everything that's happening, I think that they're, you know, the Jazz are, you know, in, in pretty good position um, that they can, you know, do what they need to do in the offseason and, and not have um, much of an issue bringing back to the same team. But I think everybody else is as well, because I, I just don't I think you're going to see, like you said, I think you're going to see a lot of one year deals um, in you know, out of, out of, out of the, uh, out of the free agency class, um, this season. And I think that, um, I think that you're going to see, uh, a lot of guys who could get longer deals, get, get shorter deals, take shorter yeah. deals. Yeah, absolutely. I even think in, 
I know this isn't jazz related, but the, the idea of Giannis resigning with the Bucks, right? Um, because the salary cap's going to drop, that means he doesn't get that five-year, $252 million deal on the table anymore because that's tied to a percentage of the salary cap. The salary cap's going to drop. I think it behooves him to like take us take a one-year deal, a one-and-one, to re-sign with the Bucks and stay there in that way until the salary cap moves back up, and then he can go either get that monster extension with the Bucks or he can go elsewhere for, for still gigantic money. Right, and that and that's the the trickle down effect that you're seeing, uh, that you would see potentially from the lost revenue. Yeah, overall. absolutely, absolutely. All right, last question, and Tony, I'm backing you into a corner, and there's only one way to get out of here, and that's fighting. Okay, <laughs> so next year, this is from WS. Next year, who will be the most valuable player on the Jazz? And I'm going to add a twist here, Tony. You can only give me one name. Oh, so we can. Because I don't like your answer in this mailbag. All right, <laughs> you gave a very diplomatic answer, a very fair answer. It I'm wasn't not looking. A diplomatic I'm answer. not that, looking that for was, fair. That was, that was the answer. No, I want one name. There's no co MVP here on the Jazz. I want one name. Who is the most valuable player on the Jazz next year, 2020, 2021 season? Is there a proverbial gun to my head, Th- Tony? There are. Five proverbial guns to your head. You're you're in front of a proverbial firing squad. <laughs> well, in that case, um, <laughs> I am proverbially threatening your life, Tony, to answer a question. In that case, I mean, the, the answer's got to be Rudy Gobert. Wow. Okay. And, give me the give me the, the case reason- for Rudy. The reason why the answer is Rudy Gobert, I mean, this is a simple answer. The reason why the answer is Rudy Gobert, you can, if 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 you lose Donovan Mitchell, you can still get 30 from Bojan Bogdanovich. You can still get 20 points and 10 assists from Mike Conley. You can still get 25 points from, from the greatest Utah Jazz six man to ever live, Jordan Clarkson. Um, you can you can still go other places um, for for that offensive production. Now you're never you're not going to duplicate you're not going to replicate the athleticism at the rim. You're not going to replicate um, the the ability to close because Donovan has a real ability to close games offensively. Um, you're not going to replicate. I think the the growing. I don't want to say mystique, but I think the growing reputation of Donovan Mitchell, which is, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's one of those things where when Donovan has the ball uh, in the last five minutes of, of, of games, it's kind of like a security blanket. You're not going to replicate, replicate that. Um, but you can replicate a lot of the scoring and, and some of the playmaking. Um, without Rudy Gobert, you know, you're just going to give up a lot of points. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and there's no replicating the rim protection. There's no replicating the roll threat in the middle of the floor off the pick and roll. Um, there's no replicating the dynamic rebounding on both ends of the floor. Um, there's no replicating the finishing at the rim. Rudy, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about with Rudy Gobert. He's one of the best finishers in the league. Um, you know, so, you know, there's, 
there's just one Rudy Gobert to me uh, in the NBA. Um, and there, there's more than one. I mean, you know, there's there are a lot of guys who can kind of replicate what Donovan Mitchell do does as well. Um, so that would probably be the answer. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I can disagree with that. I think uh, I think there's a case to be made for Donovan Mitchell because I do believe in the closer. I believe in the guy who can go get you, you know, 25, 30 points every night and filling in role players around him. Um, I do highly believe in that. But he's not quite there yet, right? If this was Donovan Mitchell of like four years from now, three years from now, I think he I think he's the guy assuming he keeps building the way he is I think he's the guy that's the most valuable player on this jazz team but well we're talking next with, year the thing Rudy's Donovan, still that guy the thing with Donovan is you want him by the time he's 27 years old you want him at 29 points a game yeah. and seven rebounds and five assists a game like you want him you want him in a in 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 the in the upper troposphere uh, of NBA players, especially NBA offensive players. Um, you know, right now he's 24 points a game. He's 24, four and four, um, or 24, five and four, something like that. Um, you know, and you know, he's, he's a finisher. Like he closes teams out. Um, he closed the Clippers out. Um, you know, he, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's shown signs of that, um, throughout his his first three uh, years in the league, you know it doesn't matter what he's shooting, what his percentage is, and you know the first forty three minutes of the game, in the last five minutes of the game, he's 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 terrific, um, and I think that that's his biggest that's his biggest value to the Jazz. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, and I think that, you know, you're not going to replicate the way he closes games. Um, but, you know, Rudy, Rudy right now, he is the system on one entire end of the floor. And that's 50 percent of the game. And if you don't have and if you don't have Rudy and you don't have the system or if Rudy's on the floor and Rudy's decided he's not going to <laughs> defend to, anymore. He's just not going to go ahead and rebound or protect the rim. Yeah. There's just little that there's just little that your defense can do to bounce back or compensate. Yeah, that's true. All right. I'm going to ask you one more bonus question. All right. Let's say, let's say contracts are the exact same. Would the jazz trade Donovan Mitchell straight up for Bradley Beal, even though Bradley Beal is three years older than him? No. They wouldn't. I think I agree, but I don't know that that's a good decision. Uh, I don't think they would. I think Donovan has. Um, so you're saying the contracts are the same? Yeah, we're say, well, let's just say that that Donovan gets his max contract extension, and they're close enough to where it's the same money. Like it's not going right. to affect their contract. You know, same money, cap. same years. Yeah they would keep Donovan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Donovan, Donovan's got a, and he has an impact in the community that, um, I'm not sure. I've, I'm not sure I've seen, um, 
with the Jazz. Unfortunately, uh, this summer not showing up to random pools. It's not safe. I mean, showing up to pools. Showing up uh, to Fourth of July parties. You know, taking selfies with teenagers going to get pizza. Right. <laughs> he goes to BYU football games. He goes to Utah State games. He goes to University of Utah games. He goes to yeah, University he's, he's of in that community. volleyball he's, games. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, like he's just so ingrained in the community and, and he's done such a terrific job of representing what, um, the Utah jazz ownership wants a jazz man to be, um, that, you know, his, 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 uh, value to the organization is absolute. And, and I think that, um, it just goes way beyond basketball. Um, so, you know, that and he's been really marketable um, nationally, um, yeah. despite being in this small market. Um, you know, so his, you know, he, he's obviously he has real so much value on the floor, um, but he has so much value off the floor as well. Um, and that's just, you know, revenue. Well, I mean, we talk, we've been talking revenue, um, this entire podcast and, and what he's worth to the jazz revenue wise, you know, I, I just don't think that, you know, a trade with Bradley Beal can replicate that. And yet Tony thinks that Rudy Gobert is more valuable. Well, that's all the time we have. I'm not going to let Tony respond. That's it for Game Notes this week, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review if you don't mind. Also, you can comment on this podcast now if you're an Athletic subscriber. Athletic subscribers can comment on these podcasts on the uh, the old app and the website. So make sure you do that. Click notifications. Uh, click to follow so you get a notification on this pe- podcast whenever it posts new episodes. Um, for Jordan Clarkson's number one fan, Tony Jones, and the guy who doesn't think Donovan Mitchell is as uh, valuable as Rudy Gobert, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for listening. And subscribe to The Athletic. Do that. Do that.